the A to Zeke podcast. Fourth and final segment of the A to Zeke podcast, Andrew Duvall and Zeke Foreman. And I mentioned this the other day, Zeke. The NFL is king of keeping its name in the news 100% year round. And <laughs> is there a sport where people get this excited about when the schedule comes out? I don't think so. Because let's think about this. So August through February is the season. Yep. Then March, you have free agent buzz. Yep. April, you release the schedule and have the draft. Draft. Yep. Um, May, you have OTAs. Mm-hmm. June, I think everyone reports to camp. Yep. Then July is anticipation and big headlines for August. So yeah, I think year round, there's always something worth reporting in the NFL. Yeah, no, absolutely. Where now, I mean, you're in the thick of the NHL playoffs and the NFL schedule gets more talk than the NHL playoff does on the evil empires of the sports media world. Right, and you were talking about it during the break when we were looking for our NHL playoff notes. You're like, yeah. why is there like a, a, a small separate tab with more that you have to go to NHL? Yeah. Like you said, college basketball, which isn't even happening right now. It's still up there. It's still ahead of NHL on ESPN's priorities. Drives me nuts. Yeah, no, it's disgusting. But we're going to be part of the problem tonight and talk about the NFL schedule. Big games. Uh Teams with tough schedules and big. We talk about the big prime time games coming up as well. Let's start week one. First game of the season: Pittsburgh Steelers, New England Patriots. That's kind of that should be a pretty good one to kick off the year. Yeah, I mean the the current Super Bowl champions playing a two time Super Bowl champion quarterback in Ben Roethlisberger. One of the big storylines is the two starting running backs for these teams are going to be out because they're partying together. I think weren't Legarrette Blunt and Le'Veon Bell in the same car when they got busted for pot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And now they're, they're both suspended one, maybe the first two games of the 2015 season. So, so probably pretty pass heavy. I know Mike Tomlins came out and said he thinks the Pittsburgh Steelers can have the, the league's best offense this year. Not sure if, if that's just trying to instill confidence in his own players or if he legitimately thinks that with Ross Roethlisberger and the weapons he has there with, with Heath Miller and Antonio Brown and all those guys that he can have a one of the the high shooting offenses this year. Maybe you, you never know. There's, it, it seems like the NFL has the most parity out of any sport. I mean, baseball, you always have the Yankees or the Red Sox are always in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always have the angels. You always have the Dodgers, but where football has a, a huge turnaround, you see teams going, I mean, didn't the lions go Owen 16 and almost make the playoffs the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Or everything. something like that. A, a year you or two you, you later, see but... more parity in football than any other sport. That's because a lot of times you can see players coming out of the draft and making a pretty major impact right away right. on on the teams. You know, these guys, they, these teams draft a quarterback, a la, you know, Andrew Luck, Russell Wilson, Teddy Bridgewater, and they make an immediate impact. And you're seeing that with the top two picks of the draft this year. And they actually have a pretty good chance to make a first round, or excuse me, week one matchup against each other as the Tennessee Titans are taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers week one. Yeah, week one, September 13th at 325. But, you know, like, like you said, Jameis Winston likely will be number one to Tampa Bay barring some kind of monumental trade. Marcus Mariota has a has a, a pretty good shot to go number two. I think he'll either be Mariota or they'll trade it to San Diego in exchange for Phillip Rivers. 
or they could take uh, the big cat Leonard Williams out of USC, the big defensive tackle or defensive end rather. So, but potentially probably we yeah, have about a 33% chance. Mm-hmm. We see Winston versus Mariota, kind of a rematch of that FSU Oregon game in the first game of the college playoffs. Yeah. Could be, could be interesting. Uh, also worth noting here, uh, the Minnesota Vikings take on San Francisco 49ers week one, Monday night football Vikings getting some primetime action. Yeah, just get the two teams out of the way. Give them their Monday night game. I mean, San Francisco's going to be pretty terrible. Minnesota, barring what happens with Adrian Peterson, could be a 500, maybe 9-17 and 17 this year. I mean, the Vikings haven't had a primetime game in forever, uh-huh. it feels like. Just give it to them. Give them the first one. Get it out of the way. Move on to, to better teams. Yeah, Zeke, uh, we're not going to break down every single week of this schedule, but uh, what, are some, no. what are some other uh, notes you have, big games that you're circling on the schedule you're excited about? Uh, a, a couple of them. One is in week 14, Buffalo Bills at the New Philadelphia Eagles. LaShawn McCoy's return to Philadelphia after being trading. traded. This was this is going to have some, some high intrigue. Another one I have is week 14 as well. The Dallas Cowboys at the Green Bay Packers. Des Bryant returns to the scene of the scene of the crime, where his fourth down, uh, quote unquote, catch no catch is overturned. Uh, Green Bay Packers are going to lay into the Cowboys. Fans are going to lay into the Cowboys. New England Patriots at the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I mean, bringing in your boy Indomitian Sue, retooling that defensive line against one of the best teams in that division. I mean, the Patriots have won the AFC East 11 of the past 12 seasons. Wow. Dolphins looking to unseat them. Uh, two matchups, Cowboys-Eagles, Eagles-Cowboys week two and week nine. Week nine is a is a, a Sunday night game on NBC. Uh, it's, yeah, the, the return of DeMarco Murray, basically where, where Des Bryant said, hey, dude, you're my buddy, don't sign with the effing Eagles. Mm-hmm. And what did Des Bryant do, or what did DeMarco Murray do? Signed with the effing Eagles. Yeah. Week 12, you have Manning versus Brady. Could be the, the very last uh, Manning-Brady matchup we ever have. Yeah. Um, the only time that Brady visited Manning in Denver was the AFC Championship game two years ago, which Denver, of course, won, and then got decimated by the Seahawks in the Super Bowl. Uh, we have an AFC Championship rematch in Week 6, New England Patriots against the Indianapolis Colts. And then um, probably my, my top game of the year coming into week two, the Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers no longer with the tight end. I can't remember his name now. I should I should get it like tattooed on my arm because I, I hate the Packers so much. What was the tight end's name that dropped it? Start with a B. Oh, I don't know. I Bostic. Can't oh, yeah, that's it. There yep, it he's with the Vikings now. So Seattle Seahawks at the Green Bay Packers. Packers looking for... Uh, some revenge could potentially uh, be a huge factor in playoff seeding next year with with these two teams likely to be uh, a top three team in the playoffs. Here's my game of the year right now when I look at the schedule. Week 12, it's Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Thursday, always a big day for football. You got the Eagles and the Lions at 12.30, Panthers and Cowboys at 4.30, but the, the night game, the nightcap of Thanksgiving is the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. The last time the, the, the Packers hosted a Thanksgiving game, 1923, long before Lambeau Field was built. And Zeke, you know what special event will be taking place that evening? 
something with the lions. Those are some terrible Thanksgiving gig, Thanksgiving Day games, what? by the way. No. I mean, maybe Panthers-Cowboys, but Lions-Eagles will be a good game. Should mm-hmm. be. We'll see. But Bears-Packers, and they are going to be... To retire Brett Favre's number. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. They're retiring Brett Favre's number at Lambeau Field on Thanksgiving in prime time. That and place is going to be the hopping. Packers will beat the Bears by 60 points. Yawn. And that place is going to be hopping. It's going to be... It seems to be so much nostalgic football in that arena. It's going to be phenomenal. You think Brett Favre will will, will wear his number four out there with the pads and everything, and and he can probably still play. I've seen probably. commercials of Brett Favre. He's jacked. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's well. He's got to fit in those Wrangler jeans still. Yeah. But, you think he? You think he sets Aaron Rodgers down and says, "Hey, boy, let me have one more, one more game here." Might as well. Do you think the uh, that game could possibly also be the last game uh, Jay Cutler plays in a Bears uniform? They might just retire his number while they're at it. Yeah, either retire him or put him in the, the dumpster behind Soldier Field. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't think that Jay Cutler would be coming back. When they traded Brandon Marshall to the Jets, I thought that I mean, Jay Cutler on his way out, because pretty much Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall has been a package deal. They, they started their careers together in Denver. Marshall got traded to Miami. Cutler got traded to Chicago, and Marshall later got traded from Miami to Chicago, reunited the two, because the two had a pretty good chemistry when they were in Denver together for that short time before uh, they were separated. But, man, I, I don't know. I mean, could this possibly be one of those rare mid-season quarterback trades you see? Maybe. I don't know. I doubt it. I, I would... I just... I don't like Jay Cutler. Nobody in Chicago likes Jay Cutler. Nobody outside of Chicago likes Jay Cutler. It'll right. be interesting to see. So I didn't tell you we were going to do this beforehand, so maybe I'll go first and let you write some things down. Oh. But uh, I'm going to look up and down my team, the Lions schedule. You can look at the Vikings, see what you think. Um, looking at games, I you know, looking at the Lions schedule, this is a team coming off a postseason bid, played really well last year. This is a team looking at this schedule. I don't know if the Lions will go 8-8 eight and eight even this year. Uh, this is going to be tough. Open up the season day one at it's at San Diego, then at Minnesota, uh, which those are kind of coin toss games. Broncos, and then we have the Broncos at home on Sunday night football, then the Seahawks in Seattle on Monday night football, back-to-back weeks, Broncos, Seahawks uh, in prime time. Then we play Cardinals, Bears, Vikings again. Uh, we play the Chiefs in London. That's kind of cool, I guess. But the Chiefs are supposed to be tough again. Then we play at Lambeau after our bye week. Raiders, Eagles, Packers. There's no, That's not too bad. At the Rams, at the Saints, 49ers, and then at the Bears. But such a tough stretch out of the gate. Chargers in Minnesota, in Seattle, against Denver, against Arizona. Uh, looking at that, not too excited. I'm thinking Lions 8-8 eight and eight this season at best. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's brutal. I mean, the AFC East... Um, for the most part, Sands maybe one team is 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 pretty tough. The Vikings looking at the schedule. We have the the 49ers, which are gonna take a step back this year. But who knows? Maybe they'll surprise. They they lost a lot of big defensive pieces this offseason. Detroit Lions, like you said, is kind of a coin flip. Then you have the Chargers, who could be or could be without Phillip Rivers at that point. I mean, he's he's rumored to be on his way possibly to the Tennessee Titans for the second overall pick. But that's that's the circus that comes eight days before the draft at the Denver Broncos. Tough to win there. Then we have our bye week: Kansas City, Detroit again, at Chicago, home to the St. Louis Rams, visiting Christian Ponder and his Oakland Raiders on November fifteenth. 
Then Green Bay, we haven't beaten Green Bay in forever. At Atlanta, they're rebuilding. Seattle at home, thank goodness. We have to go to Seattle again this year. At Arizona, Chicago. New York Giants, who I think are going to be better this year than people think. Not many people talking about the Giants right now. And then ending the season at Lambeau, perfect. So yeah, I'm man. maybe I could see eight and eight, nine and seven possibly for the Vikings. Maybe that's optimism going from last year, seeing as how we were maybe three plays away from nine and seven. Yeah, I've I've heard a lot of people saying eleven and five with AP, ten and six without AP. Yeah, right. Yeah, and my question is, well, as we're kind of winding things down here, if Adrian Peterson is only worth one win to your squad. Then why pay him twelve million dollars to get that win? I I it it baffles me. I I don't think the the Vikings are eleven and five with AP. I don't think the Vikings are ten and six with Adrian Peterson. But that's the the kind of skepticism people had when he came off of his ACL injury uh, after he won his MVP. Here's a guy who is one of the the toughest backs in the history of the NFL. He's had an entire year to recharge his body. He's not recovering from injury. He just just suspended for the whole year. He has a lot to prove. Going to come back with a vengeance. He's either going to be really good, or he's going to be the typical thirty-year-old running back that we've seen. And I don't think he's 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 good for eleven wins. No, I don't think so either. But I'm not a Vikings fan, so I I'm a little bit more realistic. I don't have the fandom that clouds my judgment. Anyways, before we wrap things up, any closing thoughts on the NFL upcoming season and the schedule? We can talk draft next week. Uh, yeah, I can talk draft next week. Um, one note I want to make is when the Lions come to Minnesota in week two, it'll be the final home opener at TCF Bank Stadium because we get a brand new stadium in 2016, me boy. Yeah, that's that's definitely going to be fun. Uh, it's uh, Nobody likes playing in Minnesota outside in, uh, in, in November or I guess week two won't be so bad. It'll be, what, 40 degrees week two? Probably. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> All right. Say to Zeke Podcast. Commander Duvall, Zeke Foreman, once again, thanks for listening. Oh, don't you dare look back.